What is up, music junkies? Hope you've had a wonderful week. So we're coming at you with a brand new episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, we're interviewing um, Outlining Color, which is a metalcore, um, metalcore band. Yeah, so they kind of, um, I guess they sound, I mean, they have their own unique sound, of course, but they have their, you know, songs like, I would say, Crown the Empire is someone they sound mm-hmm. like, Memphis Mayfire, you know, so they have their dirty and clean vocals pretty good pretty good band you know check them out and then be sure to stay tuned for the interview so definitely so i guess before we go ahead and jump into that about some music news with you folks so um falling in reverse their song popular monster i just listened to and i think it's fucking absolutely amazing you know mario showed me it i loved it um dudes on battery charges he he was an accessory to what murder or i well i I think i think they they dropped his charges down but yeah he was involved in the murder of an 18 year old um kid i i don't i i never looked into it i never wanted to know really what the hell was going on because it's kind of crazy. It was when he was in Escape to Fate, I think. No, was it? Yeah. Was it Escape? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that was a while ago, man. Yeah. That was back in like 07. Jeez. 07. I, that was, I was a freshman. 13 <laughs> years. Holy crap. How does that feel? 13 years ago. Yeah, he did. I don't remember how long he did, but he did like maybe five or more years if i'm not mistaken and then he came he came out and he got into falling the rever- falling in reverse and they came out with a few songs and it was i think there was more poppy when they first started and now it seems like they're going a little heavier cuz you heard popular monster it has like that really deep heavy growls but and, he also has those aspects of that singing with that vocal fr- and, just well, and, like, and it sounded like he was rapping in the beginning exactly. he was like rapping so i think he's a it's great hard. i think he's a great fucking singer and i mean everyone has their past everyone has their <laughs> their ghosts so hey even though he ain't, he ain't got a chin man i think he does pretty well oh my god he's not even existed no it's not that it's he has the <laughs> oh, what is it the little thing that sticks out the little thing that sticks out. Are you talking about like uh, a... <laughs> what the hell? You... <laughs> the little thing that sticks out, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that thing at the bottom of his jaw. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Who's our next band, Mario? Uh, Crown the Empire. They've been on a roll with the song "Blurry." Uh, such a good song. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're everywhere right now, and they're blowing up like crazy. And that was one of the bands that just blew up out of nowhere yeah didn't didn't we i have a feeling that when we were in a band together we played with them somewhere or at least we went to a show where they were at i think we saw them i think we saw them live and they also played in el centro in my hometown was it that was that was it that bar that we went to is my question crown the empire because because that's where my mind's trying to remember i think we saw them live we i don't we never played with them but I okay. think we saw them live, and yeah. And if any old if your stands folks want to like correct me on this, that'd be great. Nice to meet you guys and see you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> and see you guys again. <laughs> well, I mean, they watch the stuff, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I hope. Um, Bring Me the Horizon is teasing some new content, and they posted I saw a saw that that new yeah. song of theirs. Well, they, yeah, the new song Ludens is really good. It's crazy because you go, you think of Bring Me the Horizon, always thought. You think of those high, like screams from him and like that brutal. Yeah, when I first um, started screaming, Pray for Plagues was my all time favorite. Pray for Plagues. I covered that shit and my brother still makes fun of me of it because I covered it in my, in his friend's laptop. Oh, you were using the laptop for the recording. Yeah, so I, you know, I 
opened it up. I used a webcam to record my covers, and that was back when I had my long hair like down here, uh, up to my shoulders. And uh, was that with the little bleach stain in the hair? No, not yet. That that the bleach <laughs> the bleach yet. was way after. It was you know I was all skinny. I was like literally just bone, <laughs> my long hair, and and in the video it's just me covering "Pray for Plagues." And it's just so funny, but you know that's what I always thought about when you listen to "Bring Me the Horizon." It's no fucking super heavy shit. And then they did, you know, went from being super metal or hardcore to um, being this popcore type band. I like the popcore aspect, and I, I think it's kind of a blessing for him that he lost his voice because now he's. He's singing and he's sounding like a good ass singer, and he's writing some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got he's got the uh, what he was doing before just, just it was it worked for him. But I think what he's got now probably works a little bit better. It fits better in in, in the music scene. But I also think you bring me I mean? the bring me the horizon is one of those bands that they want to try everything. You know, they want to expand as much as possible and not just be confined in this little genre and the metalcore deathcore type genre and they want to expand because if you look listen to ev each and every one of bring me the horizons albums it's different mm. every one of their albums is completely different there sounds like a not search for identity necessarily to find where your best or they just i don't know or, I, or, I or, think... or like but like you're a musician you were in and you would play metal and listen to metal and now you're singing and playing you know r&b r&b popular yeah. stuff so it's not i don't think it's trying to find your identity i think it's you're just you have an itch to just try as much as you can you know you don't want to you don't want to limit yourself and i i think oh. that's that's what bring me the horizon is going for i mean i could be wrong i don't know them um or it could right. just be you know, and you that's know, that was just my opinion. That's why I was saying, yeah, for me, you know, like the metal to the acoustic to the R&B, I'm like, you know, maybe I am trying to find, you know, where my niche is. No. That's what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, it could be. Um, a day to remember, too, Mind Reader. It's, it's not like most of their old music that they've had out. This one's a little bit different. and I, It's still poppy and upbeat and it still sounds like fucking... Jeremy, did you see their did you see the music video for that song? Yeah, I saw that. It looks like a um, Powerpuff like Girls animation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like Powerpuff Girl animation. And don't ask me how I know Powerpuff Girls. Dude, I used to watch that shit on Cartoon Network. There's no shame in it, bro. Come on. All right, then I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. No, yeah, that's a good. It's a good song. I, I miss. The old the day to remember but i mean they didn't really they haven't changed much i think was that back in like plot to bomb the panhandle days and and uh yeah yeah i think yeah those those were some of my favorites from them especially when they came out with the uh when punk goes pop oh my god dude i that's how i used to listen to all the music you know all the new age pop music and you know i would learn all these pop songs and then when they came on the radio i'm singing them and people were looking at me like you listen to that you listen to justin bieber you listen to lady <laughs> <Yeah>. gaga <laughs> got some problems man yeah what what's up <laughs> you want to go catch these hands so um J jamie's elsewhere it released a video saying that they're working on new music and they have new merch out jamie's elsewhere is one of those bands um that were like on the verge of exploding they were you're pretty popular but they weren't you know bring me the horizon popular or you know crown the empire popular they were like almost there so close in between and then they broke bring up. me the horizon and like dang they were like so close to blowing up and then they broke up and i i think they just went on an mia because the vocalist of jamie's elsewhere went to go sing for of mice and men Ooh. so he, they needed yeah, they needed I... they needed someone to fill in because their singer i don't know what happened i don't i don't want to say something and then i'll be right 
but they're singer. Dude, th- I believe there is such thing as politics and music, and that's just one of those things. And they're like, you know what, this band, I'm not going to get into that can of worms. <laughs> so, yeah, so he played with the Mice and Men, and then um, all of a sudden he came back and they released that video saying that they're working on new stuff. And I actually got to meet all the people, all the guys from Jamie's Elsewhere. They, I got them to play down in El Centro and at the a boxing gym. It was a Sparta boxing gym, so they played um, in the warehouse, and it was it was pretty cool, pretty cool show. The the great band in the warehouse, yeah, in the warehouse at the boxing gym. It's pretty cool. Jeez, man. Um, so in this moment, uh, it sound. It looks like them named this album Mother, uh, the best of 2020. So, and yeah, they got some really, really great stuff. I I don't know what else to say about them. They're just if if you haven't heard of them, you should. Yep. And this moment, Chick vocalist, and she screams also. Yeah. Have, yeah. have like, you seen pictures like, of her? I wrestled a bear once. You'd like this one more. Yeah, dude, she's pretty. She's beautiful, but she's kind of creeps me out. <laughs> she dresses with and puts symbols bit. all over her face, and yeah, <laughs> kind of crazy. So, Evanescence has a new my song. My favorite lady, yeah. love Amy Lee. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for you to say. Something. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I'm I'm sorry. Whoever hurt her, shame on you. You are an ass. God. So they started a TikTok account but, to promote that their new song and try to get people to do dances or you know kind of promote their their new song and video, and their video mm-hmm. looks like it was all shot in during quarantine. So I think that's what happened. I'm not sure, but you no, know, yeah. it was probably symbolic too. And I feel like that's just Amy's way of saying, "Hey, now that we're under quarantine, if you haven't listened to my song before and looked at the symbolism behind everything, it's probably a good chance to see quite what's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, I get deep with Amy, man. She she gets me. She's <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't even know you, bro. She, does. <laughs> she doesn't have to. She is one of those singers that I will never get tired of hearing her voice. Like she's just so talented and so good. I I think her vocals on that song are fucking on point. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you haven't. Make a TikTok. <laughs> Make a TikTok. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't you this time before? What? What would happen? You're like, man, I'd lose respect for you if you count. <laughs> so we have a TikTok account. I don't know if you know this, but so you should add us. Uh, my girl Jordan, she handles pretty much a lot of the research that you know goes on so you know thank you for everything that you do shout out to her and she also made a tiktok account for us so where she's promoting you know the new episodes coming out hopefully to get a new audience i still have not made a tiktok so i'm still proud of myself <laughs> i'm not on it yet i haven't made one either <laughs> everyone's jumping on that bandwagon i could bro. picture i could picture you cave. i could picture you doing dance challenges you know what? You're being a little too presumptuous. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to my girl. Thank you for helping us um, do all this research. And thank you. Yeah. You rock. Thanks. So Asking Alexandria has a new album out. And this one is, this band is one that I'll always remember. It's always going to be burned in my head because we played with them. And yep. This is that was one of my proudest moments as a musician. Uh, asking Alexandria, literally, we literally opened for them at a sold out show in Hollywood. Who would have fucking thought? Anyways, whiskey a go go. Anyways, new album called um, "Like a House, Like a House on Fire." I think I wrote that right. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, a few songs on there that were released as singles. And Anti-Socialist is my favorite song Mm. from that album. That one was sick as fuck. Yeah. And that's another band that changed a lot. That went from being screamo to rock. I guess you would would call it rock. 
uh, metal, rock metal, something like that. But again, we we bands doing this nowadays too, where they're stepping outside of their genres. And you know what? You know what they kind of sound like, and what kind of they remind me of now is. Did you ever listen to "Bullet for My Valentine"? Yeah, I love "Bullet for My Valentine." What How, what song like "Tears Don't Fall" or "Waking the Demon"? No, closer to "Waking the Demon." Tears Don't Fall is a little older. Okay. And mm-hmm. that they changed a lot too. Well, not not a lot. They changed a little bit. They're like, not as hard as they used to be. I noticed as well. You I know, used still got some fire music. I used to listen to um, when they first started, like Hand of Blood. Mm-hmm. And you know how I found out about them? I think they were on a um, on a video game. What video game was it? Hand of Blood. Hold on. We gonna look this up real quick. <clears throat> Yeah, like Mortal Kombat or something. If, no, if no, so it was it was. I think it was a sports game. Football, FIFA, soccer, Hand of Blood, Need for Speed, Need, Need for Speed, for Speed. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's how I found Bullet for My Valentine, and they became my favorite band. Um, that was the first kind of metal band I would listen to. You know, when I got into my first band i was i was playing a lot of uh, time uh, um inspiration for me i can't this was probably before i got into here stands when i started getting into job for a cowboy devil wars attack attack you know attack attack and all those other bands i got in you guys you know i hadn't really been in that you know yeah yeah but that's what Asking Alexander kind of reminds me of a little more metal. And, you know, no offense to anyone, but we used to call it butt metal. It is butt metal. Butt metal. Butt metal. <laughs> and we consider, like, Metallica butt metal, Megadeth butt metal, like, you know, that type of stuff. Um, <laughs> a little butt metal. Anyways. Uh, Suicide Silence new song out called become the hunter that one i was not i was not a fan of the song the song is very basic but that fucking breakdown man that breakdown at the the very end parts my favorite i literally started moshing in my living room no lie i was moshing i was throwing fucking you know I can see they have a couple of aspects that remind me of a perfect circle. If you ever heard of them, no. They have a lot of ambient noises in their music, on top of their mix that go into it, and it's kind of like Vela Maya, Maya Maya, whatever people people call it, kind of like I, melodic. I've always pronounced it Maya, Vela Maya. Mm-hmm. Like they have very technical, melodic, and synthesizers in the background a lot of weird noises and stuff like that electron Ele- electro core type yeah. shit or just like noises like explosions booms you know um, um yeah random sounds it's like it's like i the, like it though i think it's a great aspect like the drummer should have the fucking the, the little... 808 pads with that noise <laughs> yeah i didn't did we have one I think we had a pad. I don't yeah, know if I think we, we ever had, had a pad. Because we would have had to have hooked it up through, through like an amp or something and then use it as a speaker while playing shows at Kennedy Park. Because I think that's where I remember it. Yeah, I remember I remember Jay setting that up. Maybe. Dang. Anyways, I think we're good and we're ready for our guest. Outlining color. Um, stay tuned. Great band. You're going to love what they have to say. All right. So first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know um, things are crazy right now with, you know, everything going on. Um, yeah. How's, how are you guys handling, you know, the whole pandemic and, you know, coronavirus uh, stuff? I mean, it's, it's different for everybody um, just because we all have different jobs. So for me, I work, uh, I haven't worked in like two months because of it, but I work full-time retail at like a phone store. So I've been like in 
in people's faces for a while and they let us have time off based on like if you're high risk or whatever it might be and i just had a sinus surgery like two weeks ago almost mm-hmm. so um so for me I, i've been off for a while mike uh skaggs does like screen printing and all of his own stuff um like kind of like self like work works for himself uh cj records oh, yeah. bands and he's taking a hit on that uh, he's a great producer, and Austin works uh, at like a supermarket. So like we've all, we've all been handling it different, but uh, we've just been trying to chug along. <laughs> yeah, how how is it affecting your music? Uh, well, oddly enough, we we scheduled a month to be locked in the studio to write the album that we, or I say album, but like the album's worth of music, like ten songs, before the whole mm-hmm. pandemic thing started. So right whenever it was ending like march 9th or march 8th was our last day and then like on the 11th 13th uh it got declared like national emergency or whatever um so we somehow schedule it like good right before yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so for us it didn't affect it at all um we actually put out more music than we probably would have because of it like we did the uh, new acoustic song just because one day i was like hey you know we it'll be a while before music hits i'm so bored uh, let's make something real quick fig- yeah yeah let me figure this out and i i experimented with like a cool tuning that's kind of like dad gad on guitar but a couple of other notes are changed too um and just figured out a very easy chord structure um they they everybody was into it so we just got that knocked out and uh our previous singer had a like a kind of piano rendition of a song already redone and i was like that'd be really cool and a lot of our fans would probably love it if like the old singer and the new singer were on like the same track. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we love Casey. So we, we just decided why not? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so let's get, know. let's well, go back to the beginning. How did you guys get started? Uh, t- uh, 10 years ago, all four of us in the band now are still original members. Um, for anybody who hasn't followed that long, which understandable, uh, I was the original singer and then I left for a while to pursue the whole career and came back. Um, but we, we all were in different bands 10 or so years ago. Austin, our drummer was like 15, I think. So like he hadn't really been in a band or anything yet, but we knew he was like a sick drummer. Like he was better than any 15 year old I've ever met at drums. Um, we played shows. We met each other at shows. Uh, CJ was in a band called Vera Medea. I was in a different pop punk band, uh, where I played guitar and sang with another guitarist and and sang like we were trying to be all time low, really hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and nice. uh and skaggs was in like a band called high five low five um which i don't even know how to classify that genre but we all knew each other from like different bands and uh we just kind of came together and said let's just do this because we're either not happy with how our music is or whatever and for me i was in that pop punk band and i didn't have any plans on being like a, a lead vocalist at all like yeah. i i was I, I at first I was just like, oh man, like I already have a band, I have a, I have a job, like I don't know if I can do another band, even though apparently most musicians are in like eight, eight so, <laughs> <or> drummers. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so like I, I just did like a like a track at my friend Harvey's house for like a reference, and uh, eventually uh, Austin was like, why isn't this guy in her band? So then I <laughs> I just joined up and it uh it was really good. We've uh. We've been doing great since then. We all have a really good chemistry. Um, Austin left and came back too. We're all four original members. So uh, I think four out of six for 10 years later, almost 11 is pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. So, I mean, uh, for as long as you've been doing music for, uh, everyone has their own way of of writing their music. So what does your process look like necessarily? Can can you talk about that? Um. I mean, it's probably different for everybody in the band, but right. um, for me, I, I really, really, really like focusing on melody. So if mm-hmm. if there's a really cool instrumental part, like say that, because uh, we, we did our, our uh, most recent music with Andrew Bayless. So we all sat in a room, um, had a bunch of licks going on, riffs, whatnot. Uh, and I would just be thinking of, of melodies the entire time. So for me, it's melody first, lyrics later, but for Skaggs, I think it's different. So for mm-hmm. him, when he's writing vocals, I think he's more focused on lyrical content and he is better at not overcomplicating melodies like I do. So he kind of brings me back down to earth. (laughs) Yeah. He kind of brings me back down to earth on, okay, let's, uh, 
let's make that simple and then i do the opposite and then anytime he has something that it's really cool i go in and add like harmonies and layers and i like there's so many tracks on our music that have 19 20 25 just vocal layers so it'll make a pc shut down if it's not a decent <laughs> hardware pc <laughs> yeah. so yeah, talked I mean, about I, being oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead you're good that's that's pretty much it um at least on my side um austin is such a good drummer he can go in and knock the drums out just by hearing him like a few times and be like this is what i want to do and he just does it um he'll listen to it beforehand but um and cj is really good at at making any music that's written have like an outline sound so like if there's a riff or something that may seem more oh man that's really like mainstream or that's really super heavy like he he has a way of like rewriting and restructuring to give it the outline vibe i guess you could say um and that's that's pretty much it um we we've had a different kind of um concept or uh approach at like writing each album but most of that really is the same for me um i just really 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 like building upon things that are already good and making them as good as i can and melody for me is just the main the main thing that i like to focus on yeah so how's the how's the scene in in tulsa oh it's great um for 10 i mean as long as long as i've been a part of it uh for 10 plus 10 11 years 12 13 oh god 14 jeez (laughs) um it's it's been really good like even my first my first really terrible band that i was in um it's me and my brother and some friends like even since then People were super nice and supportive, and you always have like the one-offs. But uh, Kane's Ballroom is a really good, uh, well-known venue here, and right down the street is a Vanguard. It's like a 500-cap room, which is where we usually always play. And we kind of got spoiled and didn't know how good we had it for that venue, because <laughs> then we go around the world or around you know the U.S. and find places that are like just trash, <laughs> a small yeah. corner of the bar with no stage yeah. on the floor, and we're like, oh. man, like this isn't the vanguard <laughs> but so, there's also some good ones out there too we like playing any stage like i don't we don't care if there's one person the other bands only or like 500 a thousand people like we'll still play the same show that's just how we are but everyone in tulsa is really supportive um it's only getting better we have a lot of really really good talent um like a lot of other bands out there um cliff diver ben quad rose gold um like there's uh, oh my gosh, pop punk band. You guys would probably love them. Anyway, when the clock strikes, we have a ton of local talent that's just really, really, really good. So we're we're kind of spoiled on that. Um, and a lot of people show up. Like we had a local showcase that, that packed out and basically sold out the Vanguard. And there was a touring act that was pretty big that came through and maybe 350 in attendance. So like people, people show up here. Yeah. Um, and we've had people fly out from uh, Ohio and... Uh, drive from St. Louis, which is like five and a half hours from here, just to see how our shows go, like locally, because we talk about them a lot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really positive. Like every time we play a Tulsa show, no matter what, like people show up and they're super, super like supportive. They give us all the love. It's great. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the show, The First Forty Eight? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like every other episode is there in Tulsa. <laughs> Have, have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, and live live PDs in Tulsa now too. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I saw that. There's uh, there, there's a lot of bums downtown that love asking you for money. Um, it's it's an interesting city. Like, um, it's one of the best places to like start a business. The music scene's also really good, but then you have a side of Tulsa that's like, I think we're like fifth or sixth or eighth in crime in the nation. So like, it's it's kind of up and down. Yeah. But you know. We've had worse luck in places like nothing against St. Louis. Like St. Louis, we get our van broken into. Oh, but in, in Tulsa, like where I live, I could leave my garage door open all night and no one would mess with my stuff yeah. probably or try to get in my house. So it, it's it's different. It's kind of like Dallas. There's a bunch of suburbs, but we are not that big. Yeah, it's a, it's at least you're not like uh, Jacob and I. We're from a place where we have like the number one unemployment rate. <laughs> oh, man. Where are you from? Uh, we're originally from Arizona and California, kind of back and forth, okay. uh, kind of on the border. Uh, I would yeah. say, what did you say, Jacob? It was the armpit. <laughs> armpit of planet Earth, man. It, it was it, nasty. It's hot. So, it's hot well, as hell. Well, the United States lettuce comes from that town. So oh, yeah. that's, oh, it's, it's the hot. biggest it's agricultural, nasty. you know, 
spot in the whole United States. Like, gotcha. you know, we have a lot of immigrants and stuff like that. So it, it's a pretty nice place. But the music scene right there is dead. Like, oh. you, we used to be in a, you know, kind of post-hardcore metalcore band. And uh, it was just, I mean, we we had our loyal loyal friends that would always be there. But the scene died. And it, yeah. It, not not a great place like you know Tulsa. We we never you know sold out any shows or anything like that. So sure. it's pretty cool. I mean, the coolest thing we really did was we went to Hollywood and played a show. At the whiskey yeah, but that that was com- that was Hollywood. You know, a completely different you know, different spot. Yeah, the complete. Yeah. So I mean, so what? Where's the best place you've played? Oh man, that that's tough. Uh just because of the memories and all that that were there when we went to japan there was a place uh, i think it's called cyclone it was our last stop in tokyo and people there were so nice and so friendly and chicago is another great another great city like our our spotify in chicago has the most like action for us out of every city that we've ever really been to damn um i've had a show in salt lake where i had an upper respiratory infection and nine it's like a 90 cap like storage container like type of venue which is kind of really cool but i had like no voice i had maybe one octave and a half that i could sing i woke up not being able to talk oh man i just was was, like real with people like hey i'm so sorry i'm (laughs) sick can you like if, if possible if you see me struggling just like i'll point the mic in your face or like sing with me whatever and like people were so loud in that small like venue i could hear them over like the mains yeah and that that was sick like like there's different like kinds of things like you go into a show like like man i feel like i don't want to let anybody down and then people like pull through and still say like dude like that was still one of the best shows i've been to even though you couldn't really sing like you you're that's kind of an intimate thing between your listeners and you know like that's that uh uh, i want to call it connection yeah you engage with them that kind of thing for me is like the coolest thing. Like there's a lot of bands that'll go and chill in the green room the entire show and not be out there for people. Um, and there was one show and I can't even remember the name of the band cause they disbanded a long time ago. I went to here where their entire band, especially their singer went in the crowd and sang all of the lyrics and all of the music next to people of the other bands that were playing, like the bigger ones that were touring. Mm. And his name was Danny. He stood right next to me. I was probably like, 17 18 maybe at the time so like still like a baby and uh just like belted it like sang his heart out the whole time with me and i started doing harmony and vice versa and it was just a really really cool experience and whenever i was younger like i geeked out hard yeah like i was like oh this is so cool so yeah like it like i didn't even know who this guy was but he was just really like like down to earth like cool knew the other bands that were there wanted to have a good time wanted everyone in the crowd to have a good time and it worked like i listened to his music afterwards and their band was great they were one of the best live bands i've ever seen um so like i try to stay out where people are during shows so if you come to a show like i'm probably going to be out like in the in, in the, the crowd, crowd or yeah. merch or whatever just to try to interact with people because people pay money to come to see you so why why not like hang exactly. out <laughs> yeah. and if i have to warm up i'll go warm up for you know 30 minutes before the set or whatever vocally but yeah that's that's cool to me so you talked about japan how was how was touring japan i know you guys played with uh kyle lucas right or he kind of he joined you guys how was playing with a rapper uh we love kyle kyle is such a good dude um he has like this like southern boy charm about him he it's a great rapper great lyricist musician like people in japan were not sure what to think of it just because they went expecting it to be all of their locals which their locals holy like they're crazy so good. Yeah. they're better than most like most if not half of like touring bands in the u.s just a local like japanese band damn they're they're, they're sick um i still talk to a couple of the guys that i met over there that like knew enough english <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh i think we're supposed to go back in march is is what we're confirming right now which i'm stoked about but it was so cool like people were were very respectful um it's different though because they don't want to interrupt your show so instead of like moshing and moving around and making a lot of noise and stuff like yeah they don't really do that unless you like you request it so people are kind of just 
standing there. So you have to tell him to dude. open up the pit. <laughs> yeah, and, and some places were different. Like you, you saw like maybe a circle pit where people were like just running in a circle or pushing a little bit, like every once in a while. Um, but you kind of have to start it and get it going. I think they're like relying on that. Yeah. And there's people are so respectful. Um, like it was, it was really, really cool. But um, was it kind of hard because of the language barrier, or like it was normal? Like if you're playing, you know, in Tulsa. It, it was a little difficult sometimes, um, even though I couldn't, there were times where I couldn't understand people. We had people that were driving us, uh, a guy named Tatsu and Yosuke, it's actually his birthday today, happy birthday Yosuke, <laughs> um, that like drove us around because we can't drive there and helped us translate like from time to time. And there was a couple of bands that played the same bill with us because it wasn't that far um, from one to the other that helped us translate too. But even if people couldn't understand us, I would just be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, like, they understood that <laughs> and they knew all of the link, all of the language and all of the lyrics to our songs and were up front singing, but could not speak a word of English like yeah. other than that. But they knew all of the English verbiage, which I think was cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, music, had, music is universal. I mean, the, yeah, that's great. And a lot of, a lot of the bands over there, like they would have all of their music and then the chorus hits and like the first two, three lines are in English and then they would switch back to Japanese and they would switch back to English. And it was it was really cool to see how much like our style of music over there affects them, which I, I think is kind of cool. Um, but everyone was so like respectful. The food was better than anything we'll ever have here. Yeah. <laughs> like, by, by far. Is it a it lot of fish? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fish. Uh, a lot of stuff that people normally may not eat, like squid or um, which I, I like all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was even a place. Man, that I used to love calamari. Different. Yeah had calamari a couple days ago it was really <laughs> well it was really like too hard like rubbery but um oh, oh yeah i hate it when it's like yeah like the ramen was good there uh I, I can't everything that we had over there was so good. <laughs> and people even though i walked into like a place that's just like a hole in the wall outside of the place we were staying um like i just looked to the menu and i was like do you know english and they would say they were like no and i would just you know hold out <laughs> that I have money and then point to what I want and they'll be like, okay, it um, sounds good. And it, was, it sounds good. And and they were really cool. Like I would make sure to, uh, Adagato, thank you, you know, for, for, mm. you know, serving me, letting respect. me into your establishment, all that ate all the food. Like, even if I didn't have anything I didn't like, but I finished everything and made sure they knew that I liked it because that's respectful over there. Um, but yeah, just everything like that. It was, it was such a different, cool experience. And, immediately we were like we got to come back it was, yeah it's it's tight is that the only country you've been to other uh, country besides you know united states of course japan was the um for me personally was the second country um we went to australia in september of mm. 2017 i believe and we were planning on going back this year but you know we yeah. can't travel Everything going right on. yeah so we're, we're kind of putting that one on hold until it's deemed okay but for um March, I think that's a pretty good guesstimate date of you know everything kind of settling down and yeah. tickets are so cheap right now. With being able to cancel them, we were like, we gotta just we gotta jump on that. it right now, yeah, yeah. And then they went to there was one tour I couldn't do because of work um, in the UK, um, and there uh, Michael Swank from uh, Micah Relocate filled in for me. Good dude. Uh, really wish they'd come back with music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an advocate for that. Um, but yeah, we've been to a few countries. Uh, we really want to go to Germany. Uh, I just did an interview for a uh, Brazil uh, podcast for this, like the same kind of thing. And they're, they're really nice. Um, but we want to go everywhere we can. But for me, Japan and Australia, are the two we've, we've been to, and we want to go to more. Yeah. I heard, uh, Mexico, you know, my family's from Mexico, but you know, they have a huge, huge metalcore scene. You would never think, you know, Mexico out of all places, uh, but there's humongous metalcore, hardcore, mm -hmm. you know, death metal uh, scene out there, and it's pretty badass. I would I would recommend I, looking into it. Yeah, we 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 actually had a tour scheduled to um, go out there at one point. I think it was closer to December, just because it, the weather would have been better around that time for them. But there was some sort of like phenomenon, like earthquake or something that happened to where it wasn't a thing that could happen, and it it's really hard to find like the right connection to get like a, like a tour package down there. So if you know anyone in that thing, 
scene. Oh yeah, I'll hit him up. <laughs> there, we we want to go. There's this band uh, that we, that from uh, I forgot where they're from, but they're called From My Cold Dead Hands. They're a little a little more hardcore. They're kind of like um, I would say Suicide Silence as Blood Runs Black type. Um, okay. But they you know they used to come and play over here uh, in my hometown a lot, and mm-hmm. I think I could hit them up and see see what I can get for you. That would be cool. I would appreciate that. We've been trying to find like a good contact uh, for Mexico because I I never would have thought Mexico would have like a hardcore scene or metalcore or post hardcore whatever. Um, it's there. Yeah, it's I just there. got access to the uh, Spotify analytics numbers of like what countries listen to us the most, all that, and it's kind of surprising. It's pretty cool. Who who listens to you the most? Uh, the U.S. is definitely up number one. I can just look. Um, Germany's up there. Australia's up there. Find out takes like two seconds uh, let's see top countries uh u.s germany's number two australia's number three the uk they made a move is number four five is canada sweden brazil mexico yeah you're right yeah there, it's it's there it's there <laughs> yeah a little, it's, it's a little underground but it's there yeah there was a um a video circulating on the internet at one point that was uh that was like Indian, like from India, um, like hardcore to where they had this like cool flute that was playing as well. And they were like almost like kind of trap slash rapping slash metal. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really interesting, but it was they were really good. <laughs> and I, I listened to it like five times in a row because I was like, OK, like it took me a second to like, this is a thing. That's oh, a weird, it's a yeah. thing. Cool. And I, I listened to it like five times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, have you ever heard of the Locust? Uh, I don't think so. It There's sounds... like some psychedelic, weird uh, punk slash hardcore slash. It, it's the weirdest band ever. And they dress up like Locust. So oh. when they play, they're just Locust. You should look them up. Their videos are, their shows are crazy like you have to be high to watch them <laughs> oh man there's a there's a band here called the good villains that does the same thing they're kind of like i don't know if doom pop is the right word for it but if you watch suicide silence or not suicide silence suicide squad um and you imagine what a soundtrack for that was supposed to sound like that's what i kind of imagine good villains but they had like somebody on six foot tall stilts so this person was like probably 13 14 feet in the air walking through the crowd with masks and um all, all that kind of stuff and they're local to here he's uh, my barber actually is in that band as the drummer <laughs> um but yeah they're they're really cool i love it when 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 people put on like actual theatrical shows like yeah. they did this huge cutout of like a wooden scenery type thing she has like a vocal the, it's a female vocalist she has like a vocal modulator that she uses and all that like it was something that was like even if you don't like that kind of music, music like, it's still entertaining. Maybe, yeah, it's a whole show. It's entertaining. Like the vocalist and, and uh, the guitarist wore like blacked out contacts where they look like a demon. And like, it's not like creepy sounding like to where you're terrified, but like it's it was part of the experience. Else. Yeah. And every single person that caught a mask that they threw out took the mask home, you know, that, that they could wear. And I had one and I gave it to somebody else just because I know the guy. But I love that stuff. Yeah. It's really cool not not many artists do that like well the you know the only performance that i've always wanted to see is the chariot live because i heard they put on a crazy show i mean it's not theatrical like that but i heard they just burn yeah. their shit you know on the stage they just <laughs> throw their shit everywhere they kick, get kicked out on like almost every venue they play oh geez yeah i'm sure it's probably terrible to clean oh yeah whoever owns the venue yeah uh, i could imagine ice nine kills doing something like that but i've never seen them live Oh, so. Ice Nine Kills, yeah. I heard they do that something like that too, but not not to the extent of the Chariot. But I mean, I I've never yeah. been to their show, so I wouldn't know. Oh. Fair enough. Well, um, this is going in a little bit of a different direction, but you and the band are obviously pretty close. You're an awesome dude. Uh, so what what makes you you know close as bandmates? Like, what are some things you guys do to to be close and like? you know get along extremely well sure um i think just because we've all known each other for so long that has a huge you know part to play in it um Mm -hmm. but it sounds it sounds 
counter and you know intuitive or opposite but like the less people we have in the band the more productive i think that we are if that makes sense yeah like, no i understand uh, that 100 percent. like on on one on the last tour that we went on there were there were only four of us um anytime we had to make a decision on something that was relatively like important it was just super quick to happen like we didn't have to think about it and that's how ghost of you came about because we um we know andrew bayless uh life on repeat from a long time ago the guy that you know produced our stuff and uh we were like hey we have a few days of a break do you want to take a couple days and go write a song and see how it turns out if we want to do like an album or ep or whatever and we all immediately were like yeah that's worth the money to go do real quick to you know work with him and see if that's something we want to do an entire album or or so about um just stuff like that um we all uh, are very close like cj um has we have a studio in like my my house where, where i'm at um nice. cj lives with me uh he uses like my office area as a studio where he produces people so i come home and for me i love it i'm sure not everybody would uh but for me i come home and there could just be a band tracking or um trying to produce or write music or uh he's streaming on twitch and being like well, how did you kill me like uh, <laughs> you're running yeah. and you headshot me like stuff like that like that's just life for for me so like him and i live together uh, and i have an, another roommate um and then mike uh, skaggs and uh, austin live together now too so like we we all see each other often like even during quarantine not we weren't really going out and doing anything just like most other people mm -hmm. that's why we called it quarantine sessions for the two that we songs we put out yeah and we would you know have everybody come over chill for a little bit um do a couple live streams every once in a while just to you know stay in the habit of putting content out and you know spending time you know hanging out like with each other and people that want to hear stuff from us because everybody's bored yeah <laughs> but li little things like that um because we we're all kind of close to each other every day and we've just built that rapport over over years and years of time and um I don't know we've been friends for a long time so it's it, it's one of those things that's not really hard it just kind of happens it just happens me. yeah yeah and if there's if there's ever a time like for me because uh, i i left and came back um like where i'm like you know what i don't really feel like i'm as close with this person as i am with with somebody else like i make it i make it a point just because i want to have good rapport with everybody yeah mm -hmm. um, i never really want to make an enemy i'm sure i have some um to where I'm like, hey, let me reach out to this guy and say, hey, how you doing? How's work? You holding up during quarantine? Whatever, you know. Like, I, I want to be as close to like the people that I make music with as possible, friends with, whatever. And I just try to make an effort. Um, yeah. And I feel like if you're, whether you're bandmates or friends or whatever, anybody, you know, you should you should try to make an effort to like reach out to people that you mm -hmm. would like to spend time with or be close to or that you consider friends and you know not saying that's mandatory during quarantine but i think that's important yeah and it helps you know it helps people out not it, yeah not everyone's health, yeah. not everyone's coping the same way and not yeah. everyone's coping good with things so yeah i think that yeah that's a great thing so and the cool thing is like people we've toured with sorry to interrupt um hey, like for me i've had i've had i'm pretty open about you know how i feel and especially on twitter is kind of where i'm the most open about like mental health issues whatnot and you know i've had good moments and i've had bad moments during quarantine where sometimes i'm doing great and sometimes i'm not and uh i have people from from bands that we've toured with that reached out to me being like hey just wanted to you know say hey miss you guys you're doing all right and i uh, kindle from dead crown super cool dude um reached out to me and a couple a couple others have too and it's really nice to have uh somebody that is miles and states away reach out to you and, and yeah. just see if you're doing all right and i think that's yeah supporting yeah. you man and all the ways you need i think that's really important yeah definitely so eat your heart out is your top most stream song uh so dope dude yeah dope. it's pretty good pretty good song so <laughs> yeah, which is your favorite um my favorite um is is got to be one of the one uh one of the ones off the newest uh, stuff and I pr I'm sure probably every band says that. Um, Eat Your Heart Out was a song with Casey, uh, our other vocalist. It's actually one of my favorite songs to sing live, just because I like the song. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's really high, <laughs> so it's uh, it definitely can be difficult to sing sometimes. But um, I like challenges, so I, I don't have yeah. a problem performing it at all. 
Uh, I love the song. Uh, oddly enough, everybody else in the band hates playing that song live, but sl- <laughs> but halfway loves it just because of how many people in the crowd and love this song. how they get into it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most simple like like you just like strumming playing songs that we have live. Like it's like it's almost monotonous to play but it's a lot easier to crowd interact with people during that song. I love that song. Um, after that, the last album we did broken record was immediately. I'm like, yep, that's first single. Got it. Cause I wrote the chorus of that song. I was like, I think it's going to be, you know, pop, uh, like a poppy, like earworm. Yeah. People are going to like it. And they did. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about breaking the silence, which is the song we just put out. Just released. Um, yeah. I wrote, yeah. I wrote the melody line with some trash lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I know we weren't going to use. I got made fun of a little bit for it, um, but it's kind of funny. Uh, and then the next song, Alibi, is is another top. Like I really like that melody, and it's it's a, one of the most different songs we've ever made. Like it's it's kind of a new direction, like for us, where we're doing a, one a little bit of everything. Uh, and then a song off the second EP we're putting out is another favorite of mine. So I'd say it's between those three um, for sure, just because of how they were written out. Um, and I love Eat Your Heart Out, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think after everything com- everything else comes out, we're eventually going to have one that's... that's A little know. higher, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, er- you know, everybody has that song that they love. Like, um, like I-, I know bands that I have a song that latched me onto that band that I will put in my playlist and listen to forever. And that's awesome. That's how Eat Your Heart Out is with a lot of people who love us. So for me, I'm like, yeah, we'll always play that song as long as people like that song. Yeah. Um, and I love playing it. So yeah. I'm cool with it. You know, it's funny. Well, hopefully. <laughs> it's funny because we've already we talked to other bands that are that say, you know, our most popular song is probably our least favorite to play. Yeah. <laughs> or at least our least favorite. You know, we, we like the ones that we actually put, you know, mm-hmm. our full potential in it you know it, it's that's kind of funny yep well, so i've still been pretty involved with the band as even when I, I wasn't in the band anymore so when that album got written that was the song everyone expected to not do well like alive and silencers and dead gardens and um there's one other one they thought all those would be the singles and those would be the favorite ones and they're like eh, i don't know about eat your heart out and yeah. skags was the only one that was just like you know what I don't really like this song that much. I don't think it's going to do very well, but that's the reason it's going to do well and people are going to like it. And that's yeah. what ended up happening. It, like <laughs> by far, <laughs> it's our most popular song, but it's really relatable. So, you know, a, a lot of people are sometimes afraid to to say exactly how they're feeling at that moment in time, just for fear of like, I don't want to come off insane. But I feel like mm-hmm. that song captures that pretty well. Um, and it's I, I love it. It's a good song. Yeah, it's great. So you guys are—I don't know if you're part of it, but you guys made your own label, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, it, it's so how how that worked is we recently got the rights back to all of our music that uh, was the time where we were on standby. Um, all the credit goes to Skags. He's been doing emails and emails for years trying to get this going because uh, it, you know, lack of better a longer story, it wasn't a good experience. We got all of that music back. Um, to where we are free and clear, we own the rights to our music. Uh, we so any music that anyone listens to, it immediately goes towards us. We gain, uh, you know, money for gas and whatever to go continue touring. Yeah. But now we have uh, we have a silent partner that we have worked with for uh, on something else in the past, just a very kind of small thing that has come up and said, "Hey, I've never done this before. You know, I would love to see how this goes." We we approached him with it. Um, he, you know, they agreed to it and we basically are able to choose who we want to do the, our music videos, how our marketing is, is done. Um, and we basically just got that investment part going to where it's not even close to like as much as you would pay back, I guess, for uh, a record label or, that a lot of people feel like they have no control or they're telling them how to cut their hair or they need more tattoos or uh, one of the I Prevail video things, Bow Down, was a good example of that. Yeah, uh, all right. So that's a good song. We, oh, yeah. feel like, we feel like we have a good creative like control over what we want to do with our music or which songs we want to advertise or when we release stuff. Um, so we, we have a better opportunity to do that now, which is a reason why we're doing two EPs. One, because we didn't want to wait until everything was over 
in the world to put music out and two because we want to more consistently release content and every time we have a single it has playlisting opportunity um so it, it definitely helps put our music in front of more people and and i i have had a good experience with it so far it's it's been a great kind of deal awesome. so we get to just choose what we what we do which is kind of how which is like what we explain is like being our own label yeah that's great because you know a lot of labels are controlling these up-and-coming artists and people that are just starting and yep. then they you know signing bad contracts yeah they get handcuffed to this contract and now they can't do what they always wanted to do and yep or or they're sitting on music they're writing that they wanted to write in the first place because they got told nah you can't eat. let's, let's now you need to do it this way that. you need to make it yeah. more poppy you need to make it more like, you know like it's it's but good that's not me right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like it's not I'm into that brother whole, this isn't the vision and the vision changes over time like amorosa and when peach club came out like i love that album it's not even close to what original amorosa was or with yeah. you know with johnny or whatever but people change over time and if it's their choice to do that that's cool. And most people, you know, hop on board and go along and some don't. Yeah. And it, I just, I really like it when that happens because the artist gets to write it in the way the artist wants to write it, not the label pushing you to be like, yeah, let's go more poppy now. We yeah. think that you could probably be on TV. We want more radio play. Let's maybe go more poppy. And uh, I mean, really all the labels looking for, and I'm not you know, talking about every label out there is just looking for this. But mm -hmm. when you sign for a label, it's because they, they want you to produce as much money as they can. They want to squeeze, you know, every all night. your, everything they can out of you. So, yep. you know, and it's not every label because I've heard of some labels that are, you know, all for the artists and they, all they want oh, yeah. to do is help the artists become as creative as possible. Yep. Of course they have to, you know, earn money to keep overhead and being able to, yeah. you know, afford to help the artist out. But you know, yeah, a lot of these, labels are just kind of screwing our artist over and so it's yeah, pretty it's pretty it's pretty badass that you got out of that and, and like you said and we we've been out of that since uh struggle was the last album we put out with a label um our our previous album that was uh 2019 like february march that was self-released no label and then all of the new material is going to be you know no technically no label as well our choice um and not all labels are bad like you're saying like there's some that are 100 percent for artists i see some that work uh harder than anyone that i know um and there are some really good ones too um but you also have to play by their rules to an extent and yeah you know make sure that you watch what you do and aren't you know an awful person which you should do anyway but yeah yeah so who who are you some of your your inspirations who do you you know like to listen the most Oh man, that's changed over time a lot. Um, back when I was first starting music, I'm, I'm an original band nerd. So for me, I grew up learning piano from my dad when I was four, <laughs> um, which probably has started like, you know, me being able to hear pitch and just overall mus music theory, I guess. Uh, and then I went from in high school being a trumpet player and jazz band and concert band, and whatnot. So I listened to a lot of big band stuff and then fusion stuff to transition to guitar when i stopped playing trumpet because i actually tore my lip muscle like in half almost like my top one because uh when you have a mouthpiece in metal and you put pressure on it to play which is wrong and i did it anyway it, it starts to slowly like oh. rip apart so instead of continuing that and going into college and scholarships and whatnot because i made first year jazz and all that i did pretty well uh, i switched to guitar then when vocalist got flaky i started doing vocals so for me I just play guitar. I listen to a lot of John Mayer, um, like a lot of stuff that you wouldn't really expect. Uh, Monty Montgomery, um, other other kinds of uh, people who are kind of like a mix between like old jazz and popish. And then I started getting into uh, pop, pop pop punk bands. That's when I did that for Ray, like Blink and you know um, some Forty One stuff like that. And I think what transitioned me into this style of music is um like bands like under oath mm. because they have all these nice clean choruses oh and then you God. have not nice clean that's different and then atreyu and stuff like that so back in 2000 or silverstein which are still kicking and their new album so their new music sounds they, great yeah they just released that new album yeah um 
but bands like that and then uh like a date member for you strong started coming into the picture to where they started fusing stuff and music started changing um i was a big of mice and men fan uh shout out to shaley his vocals were probably the best in that band in my opinion um and it's it's been all over the place for me like i i i don't go towards like the super like like straight ass beater sorry if i can't cuss on the show no you're <laughs> good, good man. Uh, like like hardcore um like i don't like uh i don't listen to that kind of stuff like as much as like some of the other guys might like uh knock loose or varials and they're great bands uh, i just don't go to those first but like for me now um let's see i want to say i'm looking just for reference like uh workout wise like architects bear tooth like melody based but like you still, still have, pretty like, heavy great, and yeah. yeah like heavy like pitch scream i have to have like a melody to it um and then i'm a huge like i the mighty fan um would love to play with them someday even though our music is a little different um issues is great um you guys played with issues right ones. yeah we had a show with issues uh in in tulsa actually at the vanguard i uh, did very well and i'm trying to try to find any other ones like on my Spotify that I can just read off that I have already listened to. <laughs> but uh, Bill Murray, big Bill Murray guy. Go, if you don't know who Bill Murray is, I have to have like a weekly tell people about Bill Murray thing because his, he, they're so good. He's so good. The community's so good. Anyway, go listen to them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> of course, when Dance Gavin Dance puts music out, you gotta listen to it. Uh, I mean, for, for me, like it, it's all over the place. Um, more so like melodic stuff for me yeah. and that's kind of where like my writing comes into play it has to have a melody i'm not such i'm not a big spoken word kind of guy so like when me without you was a thing or um I'm trying to think of the other huge band people always talk about all the time not a spoken word guy um their music's good but just not not what i would choose to listen to all, all the time <laughs> yeah that makes sense so yeah. um that's pretty much all I got, Jacob. Do you have anything else? That's that covers it all, man. Yeah. So, oh, uh, want to close it any, out? Like thing planned, yeah. you know, soon or? Yeah. Um, on June uh, June seventh, uh, our second single of the EP Alibi comes out. Um, it's it's my favorite, if not one of my most favorite songs that we made out of the ten uh, or eleven ish that that were here. Um, it's also one of the most different. Um, so, so a lot of people will be like, all right, that's really cool. And then some people may not dig it as much because we have some of the heaviest songs we've ever written and some of the not heaviest songs that we've ever yeah. written. But it's it's a really, really cool song. Um, fun to listen to in a car because it has a lot of bass programming and bass. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna it's 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 good. I got the first final mix back and I listened to it like 20 times in a row. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but um july 10th i believe is the the release date for uh the first ep so it's uh, called imposter syndrome part one and then later in the year we'll put out part two with five more songs uh and then maybe a couple in between there we recorded a cover uh and, a, and a, some other stuff that we have planned to uh quarantine kind of generated that yeah. but that, that's really it so far um we don't have any tour um announcements or, or plans other than i think japan's going through um and that's really about it that i know of um go uh check out outlineincolor.com we have our merch on there we have pre-order bundles set up um that that are you know probably some of the favorite merch i've ever seen us produce it's not all black t-shirts so yeah color. i like that yellow one <laughs> that yellow one's yeah. pretty cool the yellow one's cool uh the blue one uh i i like a lot um there, there's a, there's some cool stuff on there and we have there's like a satchel like handbag kind of thing that people are like, man, it's only in the ultimate bundle, but we opened it up to have its own bundle. Awesome. Uh, but there's, there's song announcements, video announcements, tour announcements, outlineandcolor.com. Uh, we have it all on there. Um, yeah. All awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much, man. You yeah, take thanks, it easy. Uh, stay safe. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time guys. And uh, you guys stay safe too. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, man. I really like that guy. He's freaking awesome. So down to earth and just, you see, and that's what I like interviewing these musicians and artists for. Is they're human. You know, they have, they have a real aspect about them in the sense of, 
I'm not very well versed in how to make and create music. Things that I'm able to learn from these individuals is just yeah. the best kind of information in the world. Yeah, and you get um, to know, you know, them as people, you know, it and it and it's a struggle in industry from the way it seems. You know, you have to be a hundred percent in it. Um having your own studio. It's like having your one own, day having I, your own label. You know, that that's yes. That's really smart that they did. You know, they created their own label so they could own full creativity rights to their music and own all Not rights to, to their royalties. Oh. Yeah. They don't have any you know babysitting them. To get into a studio, weren't we talking about um, what was eleven hundred bucks for an entire song and they'll take care of everything. You want to put together an entire like nine ten songs you're paying ten thousand dollars eleven thousand ten thousand yeah. dollars for an album <laughs> damn Fucking sign me up insane so um yeah great band listen um they have a new song coming out called alibi which would be released on june 7th and they have a song that came out um breaking the silence that one was it came out on 5 15 be sure to check um, them there's out there's another one uh, something about a ghost that one was sick too. Just putting it yeah. out there. So, check them out. Um, stay tuned for next week. We have a rapper coming on the show. His uh, music is pretty good. It's, you know, top of the line, of course. That's what we try to get on the show, right? Always. <laughs> so, be sure to check out our Instagram, Facebook. Um, we'll post a flyer up soon. And stay junky. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, take it easy, guys.